We play and call it work. Of chaos. This week we'll be interviewing Scary from Scardcast. How's it going today, Scary? It's going fantastic. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thank you. Um, you are certainly welcome in the shrine because of the nature of your army that you collect. Uh, you kind of inadvertently, if not directly, have uh, some sort of uh, affinity to the chaos, the ruinous powers. We just created one of the gods, sure. There's that too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, for those of us who are wondering about uh, some other things today, we will be doing a giveaway. And in honor of Skari, because of his uh, Drukhari-ness, we're going to be doing a Drukhari giveaway. Uh, a couple things here, some Incubi. We have Drazar. Yep, the master of blades. The, master. the one and only. He is awesome, and I love him so much. And then some terrain, because one can always use some terrain. We're giving away a Galvanic Magnavent as well. I yeah, terrain's always useful. I find that when I'm in doubt of what to buy, uh, like a game shop, and I want to support my game shop, I usually just buy a piece of terrain, because I know that I'm going to build it, paint it, it's going to go on my table, it's going to look awesome. Yes, absolutely. And so, yeah, uh, that's uh, that's the plan for today. Uh, so, I am not. Uh, here we go. Okay. So, for those of us who are out there, say hello and let us know where you're from. The reason why I'm saying that is because I'm not. Uh, I'm not seeing the chat come up here. Yeah, sometimes that happens. I find it. Sometimes it doesn't like populate as quickly as I would hope, or it just is a little annoying. But uh, but we know you're out there. Everybody in the Shrine of Chaos, we know you're watching, listening. We'll we'll get to your comments. <laughs> the the comments are particularly important, uh, just because of the giveaway. How we're going to do the giveaway is uh, we'll give you a keyword, you'll type it in, and then we will randomly select a winner. And by randomly, that just simply means scrolling of the mouse wheel, and wherever the cursor lands, it lands. It's really all that means. That's awesome. That's uh, as chaotic as ever. Yes, because, uh, you know, chaos is fair. and <laughs> That's right. That's the way it goes, and I'm still not seeing the chat. So, hmm, huh, let me see here. That's, uh, well, uh, there is always this. And when I say this, I mean I'm just going to have to manually go. Going old school and manually check all of them. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah which, that happens. Which you know, that's that's cool. Yeah, if you if you want to play it that way, it's the forces of chaos. Apparently, Slanesh is once again up to her wily ways. <laughs> I saw what you did there, and I'm inclined to agree. That's right, because you know it is it is what it is. So, and, like, and it's fun. Sidewinding, you know, the fates of chaos. And uh, yeah, they, they purposefully making everything shadowed by the veil of the warp. I like that. I like uh, that phrase. That's a uh, it's very fun phraseology. I again, I tend to agree with that stuff. Whenever you throw any of that sort of thing at me, I, I, I like it. Uh, yeah. Okay. It looks like we're uh, getting some comments here. Uh, Fabulous. Yeah. Okay. So, question, scary. Yes. So, uh, how long have you been in the hobby? Like, how did it all start with you? Uh, I began in the hobby about 20 years ago, I want to say, where um, I went to England to my grandmother's funeral and ended up um, like buying the third edition box set. That's how I started. And I basically bought, brought that back all the way back to Canada. And by Canada, I mean Mexico, because that's where I grew up. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, no, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've just been in Canada for so long now that I feel like you know I'm very Canadian. And um, and then I went uh, and then I brought it back, and my brother and I started playing. My, my middle brother and I started playing, and we'd uh, we split the. We quickly found out the dark the dark Eldar in that box were. Uh severely outmatched so we ended up uh, splitting the space marine forces and doing like five space marines him five space marines me and then like i ended up getting like, a box of terminators so then we split the terminators uh -huh. and then we had the land speeder and that was like for the longest time that's all we played with interesting uh yeah. would you like roll to see who got the land speeder for that game 
Yeah, you'd roll to see who got the land speeder or ban the land speeder because we thought um, we thought multi meltars were blast weapons and that they shot the little blast template. That's not the case. So we thought it was the most OP thing ever. <laughs> um, and but we'd roll up to see who got the rocket launcher and who got the flamer and who got the sergeant, right? So yeah. like we, you know, and then we'd usually switch and then do the same thing, but it's different to like even even the score. Okay, that's that's cool. That's interesting. Started very small, like combat patrol size. Not even. Like not even. You know, five models each with like a tiny little tape, like we play on the table or whatever in the kitchen. And uh, eventually I got my hands on the How to Build Wargaming Terrain book. Yeah, like so the, the, blue, the blue book? Is it blue? No, the red one. The, the red, red book. One. Okay, so I'm thinking. Yeah, so one this one right here, I actually went over it not uh... too long ago. And there's like a really cool section on how to build like 40K terrain. And this bunker down here. That bunker was like one of the first pieces of terrain I ever built. Nice. Um, yeah, and that 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 started my long-lasting love with styrofoam. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Your your polystyrene foam core days making the terrain mm-hmm. pieces. What did you do for the the foam core that would uh, that cardboard? Just just cardboard card, straight, just up? straight up cardboard boxes or you know cereal box cardboard. You split them in yeah, half. So it, Use them as corrugated uh, sheet metal. No, though we event like eventually when I did some of the bunkers and stuff, definitely. Yeah. And like use this corrugated metal, but um, it was more about trying to paint it properly and glue stuff without it all warping and stuff. So you'd have to get really good at like making sure you didn't put in like enough glue that the whole like base would warp, and then eventually you move to like wood bases so that it wouldn't warp and right. stuff. So right, it's just a uh, you know. As you learn, you just get better. Little things that you know make a big difference. It's all in the little little details. I, yeah. I remember there was this one time I made this whole terrain board, six by four board, and I used foam core, and I didn't uh, I didn't apply any sort of PVA glue or water down anything to protect it before I put the paint on. And I was so excited because I got I got this airbrush for the first time, and I like batch painted everything all at the same time, right? And like, oh, it looks awesome, like man, this is so amazing. Look how fast we're painting this. The next day when it all dried, it, it all warped like badly. And it was like, ah, because I spent so much time cutting out these yep. like factory buildings. And, oh, man, I, it was just so devastating. And the, the granny grading, I don't know if you ever use that stuff with the with your terrain pieces, but it was basically like the crochet meshes, the plastic mm-hmm. pieces. And, mm-hmm. yeah, like, man, I just remember that. So there's, there's so much... Uh, there's there's so it's so important to properly uh like apply there's so many there's there's a good amount of steps to make sure you're doing things right otherwise you could be if you go too far too fast you could make a lot of mistakes and i really kind of learned how to do the whole pva glue mixed with sand to cover like the styrofoam buildings with like a mixture of like pva glue with sand to make it look like concrete but it didn't just make it look like concrete it meant that you could like spray paint the 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 it over and it wouldn't like just melt all the all the styrofoam right. and that was like a game changer for me in terms of building terrain and then eventually like once you get established and can afford things and uh, like more things or whatever you end up buying like the gw kits or like pre-made terrain and things like that so so it's like an evolution but honestly you know plastic bottles and pretzel pretzel cans and you know straws and like you know tubes of like you know, uh, paper roll tubes from the kitchen paper rolls or whatever to make like piping and like there's you have to get creative when you're starting in the hobby. The the models are already expensive enough, <laughs> so so you want to build that like world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, and just kind of like have that immersion, and it's a great like arts and crafts thing, which is something my my son really enjoys as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you know it's funny because I as a kid I did not play. 40k or i didn't play warhammer growing up right I, I was introduced to it when i was in my early 20s and so i uh, you know i didn't have there's no the nostalgia for me isn't from when i was a kid it was from when i first got introduced to the hobby and uh, basically right. uh like i played very few games off camera i just basically like learned as i played and recorded stuff and yeah and so it's from the sounds of it you have played for a long time before you started your channel. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. I started playing probably when I was 12 or 13. Yeah. Thir- about 13 years old. I'm 33 now. So, yes, 20 years. Uh, so, okay. So, 
for uh, tell me a little bit about your uh, what you do now. Like uh, Scarred uh, Scarredcast is your YouTube channel, and is that what you do? Uh, yeah. So you know, it's it's what I do full time now. Okay. So yeah. um, that's my job. I'm a content creator for Warhammer. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not as big as like many wargaming. I don't have a, a staff of people. It's just myself making videos, you know, filming bat ropes with my friends or, you know, doing campaign games. Um, I also do like 40k coaching. You know, I'm a, I, I do play competitively, even though narrative gaming is some of the f- most the most fun you'll ever have is like playing like i have a cool crusade going on right now but that's uh, what i do so i do competitive coaching and teach people how to like play the game at like a tournament level to improve and get better mm-hmm. i also um do battle reports or tactical videos i review like all the gw new releases that come out as well and things like that and then i also do hobby stuff on twitch every day where i'm painting and sitting and chatting and it's it's like a and i write articles for different like you know sites or you know do little videos and things like that so it's a whole bunch of different things that is sort of like all encompasses like the hobby so i do some narrative some competitive some like tactical stuff you know new releases i also do like old stuff like battlefleet gothic or you know (laughs) i even have some epic armageddon lying around so it's um i i i love the hobby as a whole and i i just try and like mesh that together into uh into a a good balance yeah yeah that's it sounds as though uh i certainly get that vibe from you that you're kind of you got your hands in many parts of the hobby uh what about uh black library books are you into that so i have read quite a few black library books um the last one i read was blood of the phoenix I believe, which was like a, a Inari based one where you had Ivrain and, you know, they went on this like, um, uh, or is it Rise of the Dead or something? They go to like this ancient craft world and stuff. It's actually really cool. Um, so I do read Black Library books on, on the off chance, mm-hmm. but I'm not constantly reading. I think right now I'm like, uh, I'm finishing the Nagash trilogy. I think that's the one. So I, I'm not just focused on 40K stuff. I like reading you know the books just to kind of immerse myself in the lore but a lot of the times i'm reading codexes and like just keeping up to date with faqs and rules and so a lot of my reading goes into studying the material that's like for the game specifically yeah okay that makes sense so it's it's like very laser targeted purposeful learning of lore we could say uh yeah and rules of course but yes so what's your uh out of all of those things what, what would you say is like your number one if you could only do one aspect of the hobby what would it be uh playing games playing games 100 <laughs> yeah 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 100 just just rolling dice and you know of course now we've had like covid has been a thing for the last eight months or whatever or since like the beginning of the year and it has really changed the shape of how we socialize and interact especially in the gaming community not not just that but across the to the world and the, the communities in general. Um, but being able to just play games, like that was the hardest thing for me when we were like shut down was just not being able to play games with anybody physically. And cause that it's, it's not about winning or losing. It's, it's just that time you spend a couple of hours rolling dice with a friend and just having that just really fun experience of having your warlord going around and murdering stuff or dying to the first last kind of shot or, you know, just little things like that just create this narrative in and of itself. Yeah. And that I find is the most fun for me is to to just have a hand in creating the story that happens on the table. Is there a certain unit that you like to use that uh... – you're you're happy if they get to do this thing and uh no matter which way the battle goes it's like as long as they do this thing then there's this element of satisfaction that i have that you have uh yeah so i've i tend to pick units that aren't considered competitive and put them in my list uh mostly as like a pet project or a challenge to myself especially when i'm testing a competitive list at the moment with my drukari army it's my helions Mm. Uh, they're not really a unit that you see very often. They, are, like, oh, if you're looking at balance, they're overcosted for what they do, et cetera, et cetera. But every time they do their job, which is to get scramblers in my opponent's deployment zone, they've done their job. And if they do anything past that, then it's like gravy. <laughs> or they go and kill lots of nerglings because that's literally what they're in the list to do is to kill a squad of nerglings. Like nerglings specific, it. specifically nerglings. 
Specifically Nurglings, because the Helions have two damage attacks. I mean, two damage attacks. Uh, they do lots of attacks in their strength four, so they can go in and just kill a bunch of Nurglings like efficiently and quickly uh, to get them off of objectives, which in the game is quite useful to have something that can deal with those very annoying, like tough to kill Nurglings. <laughs> yeah. All right, so for people who are just jumping onto the stream and are curious about the giveaway, uh, in honor of Skari, we're doing some Jukari giveaways today. So we got, uh, we have some Incubi and we have Drazar. And we're doing this later on. All you got to do is to stick around and uh, type in the keywords that we tell you to later on. Not too much later on. And then we're also giving away some terrain. We have a Galvanic Magnavent that will also be given away. Because, you know, terrain, we're talking about terrain and terrain's important. You know, you, you could always is, yeah. you could use some candlesticks and for rare Rocher thing, put a bed sheet over it. You could do that. Maybe some books. That's what I did when I first started playing on the coffee table. Bed sheets were, yeah, that's literally what I did. And just make sure that I found a sheet that was green or brown, you know, and just do, <laughs> to kind of add to the immersion. <laughs> it's funny how it does that, though, man. Like, oh, you, got a, you got a blue sheet. You got some water. Like, it's so funny how it works. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's uh, in a little bit, guys, later on. So I'm going to pull up some questions here from the chat. Absolutely. I love uh, anybody who's watching. If you want to, you know, just put a question in, we, you know, we'll try to get to them if we can, and we'll try answer them as we go. Okay. So um, here, let me, let me pull up. A... Actually here, I'll grab it from. Jordan Lindorf says, Drukari models are so good. I love the new Incubus sculpts. Yep. That, that's an agreeable statement. Uh, the new Incubi are incredible. Like I've, I've played with the three different versions of Incubi, no, four different versions of Incubi. So you had the, the metal ones, uh, which I have a couple on my Vect model up there. Um, the old uh, fine cast ones. That were the new ones, and then they they sorry they went from to pewter to fine cast, and now the new plastic ones, uh, and the new plastic ones here are amazing. They're, they're such a pleasure to paint. I really really enjoyed them. So yeah, I, I would agree with that. Hence why we're giving some away because you know they're, they're just they're just really really nice looking. Yeah, very poseable too, and you've got a lot of character. You've got little things you can put on their bases and stuff, and. Yeah, they're, it's a good kit. Lots of extra pieces you get too, like extra blades and stuff that you can use to convert witches or like Helions or, you know, Cabalite Warriors, things like that. I I love that aspect of it too. You have so many options and you can do stuff with. Uh, okay, here's a question from Adam Brown. Do poison weapons work if fired from open top vehicle? Rules as written seem to make it not function. Uh poison uh, the weapon is a weapon like it doesn't really change what it does uh what you're talking about is um you know do abilities affect units inside of a transport the it's not a, a it's it's a weapon specifically not an ability so the contention would be something like dark techno monsters which is a special rule where you can select a unit or the weapon as the unit is shooting and then they can add plus one to damage and plus one to wound for their shooting weapon. If they're in a transport, there's an argument to be said that you know, you're not allowed to do that because that specific rule can't interact with something inside of a transport. And I know some TOs have ruled it that way, but most TOs, and that's the thing is I would always check with the TO if you ever have questions like this, or check with your friend before you start rolling dice mm -hmm. what the interpretation of that rule is going to be for that game. And it doesn't really matter what the interpretation is. It's just as long as both people are in agreement and you can play the game with that interpretation in mind, right? Yeah. Um, right? Because then, because that's how you, if you play half the game and then you have that argument, like, or, you know, that, that contentious thing in the middle of the game, it's very hard to sort of like backtrack and be like, I would have just played differently. Yeah. Like, and most people don't care. As long as the information's out, you, you'll just play to that. So if right. you feel like there's an argument for poison weapons not working in a transport, which I disagree with, but it's fine, then just have that conversation with your opponent beforehand. Like, it seems to be an oversight because it's literally like a, like a, a rule mechanic for a, like a whole faction mm -hmm. that you'd be taking away. So it seems to be something that doesn't really mesh well with like the whole inclusivity of like a lot of the rules or 
using your army the way it's intended but um you can't assume right so just have that conversation with your opponent if you're ever worried about something like that so a good practice that we have here at uh, mini wargaming is when we're fighting each other before the game starts we just we tell each other and this is off camera right we, just, we tell each other uh, and especially if we're playing against armies that we're not too familiar with right uh, mm-hmm. and i do this with josh a lot because basically every army he plays i have no idea what it does uh <laughs> You know, custodians, for example, right? Like, okay, custodians. I've never, never fought or scions. Them. Or scions, like you name it. He's got all these uh, armies that are. I mean, they're all they're all Imperium, but they're just all weird, yep. man. Uh, and so, you know, we go over like strategies and stuff like that, and uh, we take it a bit step. We take it a step farther, where it's like, okay, here's this here's a stratagem that does this when this happens. So when the time comes before it could happen, I'm gonna remind you that I can do it. Uh, and then so that happens, right? So then I play according to that knowledge because, you know, in a tournament, it's different, right? You're kind of, you're at, you're trying to outplay your opponent and you're trying to kind of utilize your tool belt of knowledge that you have and play it against your opponent. Whereas what, what we're trying to do is just present a fun, casual game. Uh, not that competitive isn't fun. I get casual versus competitive is the is what I'm more so yeah. uh, drawing the difference. And you'd be surprised, like at a, at a tournament, like even at the most high level of competitive play i'm talking like super majors like the expectation is that you don't withhold information from your opponent okay so um so that is like interesting gotcha hammer which is what it's usually called of like i got you with a strategy or whatever that doesn't really fly in a lot of major tournaments so how does that that's how does that work that's like a so well first of all if you're playing at like top level of a, of a tournament yeah right um the people who are at that table will know what questions to ask yeah and they'll have an understanding of your army and what you brought to the table right so it's very unlikely that you're going to gotcha them right right but if but if they say something like um you know like there's you know because there's a fine line between being a, a jerk and like withholding information yeah. that you know is going to come and just like mess with your opponent or trying to have a game because at a at a high level even me or my opponent we don't want to win on gotchas we want to win because i outplayed you right because i know the game better than you and i i took advantage of your mistakes or whatever but i'm not going to like all of a sudden spring like a stratagem that just screws you in that moment so even during a game i'll be playing like personally and my opponent will move or whatever and i'll be like hey don't forget that i can like you know deny the witch with this model over here and your brain explodes if you do you know and then they go oh shoot yeah i totally forgot or whatever so you know like it's okay to have that sort of game style even at a high level competitive play um even like a relic right like you know hey what are your relics what are your stratagems like you tell your opponent i've got this relic i've got this thing or whatever Mm -hmm. uh they'll ask you do you have any way to like advance and charge or whatnot you know so make sure you tell them if you have a stratagem that you can advance and charge with or things like that like you don't you don't just say well none of my models can advance and charge you know and then go oh but i have a stratagem like halfway through the game that lets me do it you know so that's 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 not cool yeah (laughs) and you you will get sort of like blacklisted pretty quickly if that's like the style of 40k you play yeah even at like big international 40k competitive tournaments yeah so um that makes sense so yeah so it's the same sort of thing like you're going in with that social contract and historically competitive games have a very um like negative connotation to them and yes there are some people who like you know are that guy or whatever that go in or are trying to win at all costs but to be honest the most competitive people you will play will not play that way because they know they're going to beat you by outplaying you not by like withholding information right basically yeah and it's usually people that we call like tryhards that are trying to kind of break their way into competitive play that tend to get really passionate about winning mm. and and therefore they try and like pull at strings to kind of get any advantage they can over their opponent mm. whereas when you really know and understand and play the game well and play your list well uh you don't really have to resort to that sort of stuff basically right yeah that makes sense yeah yeah it's good to know too that in the, the higher higher levels of play that that's basically the the general consensus it's a, you know it's it's really a gentleman's agreement and and we play by we play by playing and that actually remind what did i hear this is a number of years ago that i heard this there was a football teams that would like spray some sort of uh like slippery oil 
on their clothes so that they could slip past guys easier so they couldn't be tackled. And so it just reminds me of that, like gotcha moments where it's just like any sort of uh, kind of cheat tactics. Uh, yeah. Which to be to be fair and to be honest, it's very rare that I actually run into that. Uh, yep. And it, very, very rare. Yeah. And but the thing is, when it does happen, it's like it sticks, sticks with, with you. Absolutely. Yeah, it does. And it's happened a few times, uh, I will say, but it's it's rare. It's rare that it happens. Yeah. Very, very rare. And normally, like nowadays, 40K, especially at a high level, is so social. Like it's so social media. The coverage on that is a lot more than it ever used to be, mm-hmm. right? So there's coverage, the, the issues, uh, the TOs, like all around the world have like TO groups where we discuss like rules issues or, you know, things that have come up. And, and it's a very tightly knit community of like people who run events worldwide and, and, it's kind of helped create like a standard of not only what you expect when you go to an event, but also it's a support system for TOs that can be like, can have like the backing of different rulings and things over time for specific contentious issues that then really help an event rule a lot smooth, like run a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull up some more questions here. Yeah, no problem at all. Uh, we like questions, you see. Tons and tons of questions. Just typey type them. Okay. Uh, Force Marine asks, what do you hope to see most in an updated ninth edition Jukari Codex? Um, I there's there's there are two main things that I really hope. Number one, I hope that they update the the beast packs. Like beast packs and the beast pack master. Like that is such a fun, iconic part of the Jukari Codex, ever since the original dark eldar book where you had like a beast monster and five warp beasts and that was actually a really nasty unit Mm -hmm. back in the day however you had um um uh nowadays it's like it's a mix you've got three different it's just very clunky so i feel like if they could like streamline the beast pack i think that would be great i also would love to see the option to sort of like pick beasts from different codexes i know this sounds really weird but you know dark eldar love collecting beasts from all over the universe would be cool if i could be like a pack of fenrisian wolves you know or you know like just things that they could go like uh some some uh some uh squigs you know like a beast pack that has uh is a bunch of squigs or whatever like why not you know um and then the other thing is the court of the archon i feel like there's a lot of play with the court like the slith the urgul the lamian the medusa right now they're just individual models that don't they the only place they have is like do actions because they're like not characters so they can do actions and stuff um but i feel like having a unit of them or them like interacting more with like the archon specifically or the other echelons of like drukari like like hierarchy mm-hmm. i feel that'd be fun so i think there's some room with that i like it yeah so that's what you would do for sure you would you would 100 percent Everything else is pretty good. Like you just need a readjusting of some point values, uh, maybe some weapon options, that sort of thing. Um, so I'm curious to see how they switch that up. You know, um, with the trend that we're seeing, um, with like you know rules that affect an army over the course of the game. So you've got like you know with Space Marines, you have um, the Devastator Doctrine, Tactical Doctrine, Assault Doctrine. It's, that's like an overarching thing that affects them throughout the game, right? And it kind of makes, you know, heavy weapons more powerful, that sort of thing. With um, uh, with Necrons, they've sort of previewed uh, in the GW website that they have, like, these things that you kind of pick something. It happens during a turn, and you can pick, like, one of two options to affect your army for that turn sort of thing. Um, and so that's, like, their overarching. Dark Elder get their power from pain, right? So every turn, they sort of, like, level up in sort of, like, power as the game goes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, revamping that and maybe giving it, like, maybe a little bit more, um, like, uh, agency in the part of me as a Dark Eldar player to pick and choose like what I want in a certain order or whatever that sort of thing who knows maybe that that would be a cool sort of like dynamic change but the Dark Eldar Codex is one of the most balancedly built codexes of all 8th edition hmm. like it's three different sort of armies in one you have lots of different options you know Psychic Awakening didn't add too much but it added enough flavor to kind of reinvigorate it and right now they're suffering against Space Marines but who isn't who isn't you know I mean? yeah exactly right yeah. 
uh, what would you say? Okay, so other than Drukhari, what other armies do you play? So I have a Black Templars army. That was my original army. I played Black Templars when I started. I do have a Talarn guard army, so full Talarn army. Um, I have a Sisters of Battle army nice. as well. Yeah, I've got a few Harlequins. I have a few Eldari, like Eldar. And um, and then, yeah, my Dark Eldar. They're like my main, main army. So it sounds like it's a good mixture of Xenos and Imperium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you, so you don't play Chaos at all, other than Jukari, of course. I had a, I you know, I started Word Bearers like two or three times <laughs> over <laughs> the course of my twenty years. <laughs> they're like the exact, they're like the polar opposite to Black Templars, right? You have Word Bearers and Black Templars, right? They're like all like polar opposites to themselves, and I really enjoy the lore of just summoning a bunch of demons and totally like making giant shrines to chaos all over a planet that's conquered you know that sort of thing um so that that is a very attractive like like story arc for me and death guard were like the army that i liked originally because i had the old second edition chaos codex where is it yeah the second edition chaos codex was one of the first codexes i bought oh very and um yeah this is an old school old school one and the Man. there's there's a piece of artwork in here. There's a piece of artwork in here that like captivated me for like it just captivated. It's the great unclean one artwork that's in here. Where is he? I think he's in here somewhere. He's like one of the only um color is he a color picture? I don't know if he's in here. Oh there we go. This one right here. Wah, wah, wah. Old school wow. great unclean one. Right? So, like, this is, like, old second edition stuff. And it's funny because I bought this when third edition was a thing. I didn't know that this wasn't really a rule book or whatever. But this – and there was some really cool Death Guard conversions in here. You've got, like, all the notes and stuff that they did and all the stuff back then, right, uh, which is awesome. Very, very colorful. And so I wanted I wanted this, this Predator right here, which is, like, a converted Death Guard Predator, right, with the – you know. And I told my mom, because she went to England. I, I I didn't know that you could buy 40K in Mexico at the time. Mm. I didn't know any stores or anything. There wasn't really any internet back then. Um, and I said, please get me some Chaos Terminators, because I wanted Chaos Terminators. And back in the day, there were blisters. Mm-hmm. And each blister was one pewter Terminator. Right. However, she brought back a box of Loyalist Terminators, because <laughs> it was a box. <laughs> so... So because I had the starter kit and I got the – so I ended up painting them as Black Templars and the rest is history. <laughs> so oh, I just – Yeah. So close. <laughs> you are so close. Very, oh. very close. Uh, but that was mostly because of like finances, right? <laughs> I couldn't just like I, – I was very diligent on picking one army and sticking to it because I had a very limited budget. So I wanted to make that army bigger instead of like diluting my money in a whole bunch of different armies basically. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's interesting. I, I love how yeah. it works out that way sometimes. Uh, and I know a lot of guys actually that uh, they, with their moms, uh, particularly they they have you know they have this kind of bond with their mother because uh, you know their mom got the models when they were kids, and uh, so that's interesting. Interesting the correlation there. So that's neat to see. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, from a Jukari player standpoint. What single unit scares slash intimidates you the most when you see your opponent place it on the table? This is from Chief Librarian Mephiston, by the way. Mm. Um, I want to say Alaris Terminators, like the Custodes Alaris Terminators, are pretty intimidating. Those are the dudes with just... the red robes, like they're, they got robes and armor, and like they they all have robes and armor. They're Custodes, but um, no, these are the Terminator versions. They're big on giant, no, like giant bases. They're bigger. They're, yeah, they're bigger than the normal yeah, custodian. Yeah. They're on foot. They're really like chunky, you know. And they've got these grenade launchers that are crazy. They're they four wounds snipe. apiece, right? 
They're four. They're like yeah. a captain. Yeah. They're literally a space marine captain in a unit of captains, <laughs> right? Like that's that's how powerful these guys are. Right. And every time I see them, I'm like, oh gosh, because they can like sit down in a t- part of the table and they have so many defensive buffs that I don't care how much you shoot at them, they stop you from re-rolling against them. They they can do minus one like strength at you. They can transhuman physiology basically, you know. And then you charge into them, and then they get plus one attack for each model you killed in that turn or whatever. And then it's like three guys that each have like, because they come in six, you know, they have like four attacks each. So three guys with like eight attacks each or whatever. Like it's crazy. Like they just kill, they kill things. So they can be intimidating unless you have some like way to like stay back and shoot them a lot or or screen them. But you can't screen them too close because they can heroically intervene. And oh man, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Anyway, so that's one of them as a Dark Eldar player, Drukari player. Uh, The other would be... Things like the Adeptus Mechanicus chicken walkers um, with auto cannons, because mm-hmm. anything that's like an auto cannon profile, like a Leviathan Dreadnought or like chickens, that sort of thing. I think they're called Doom Striders or something. I don't know what they're called. They're just chicken walkers. Um, anything that has lots of shots at a decent strength with multiple damage is terrifying for Dark Eldar. Mm. So like you know, a bunch of auto cannon shots because it'll kill your tanks. It'll kill your like infantry it'll kill your you know your heavier stuff like it's just an all-round weapon that's just terrifying to us like eldari folk yeah that's interesting glass hammer Mm -hmm. or glass very much so all right so this is just a comment more so than a question but lehman russ says i have fifteen thousand points of chaos space marines and i can't wait to show the two of you that's amazing. That you is know, actually amazing. Yes. Take lots of pictures, as you know. If it's all painted, that's even better. Um, take pictures up, post them in the comments. You know, show it off. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, and then, you know, it's yeah, chaos. Yeah, chaos. <laughs> uh, Nur- chaos. Nurgle, Predator, Terminators. That didn't end up happening. Yes, uh, it is chaos. And- yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so for those of us who are wondering, uh, we haven't done the giveaway yet. Before we do the giveaway, though, as tradition dictates, we will do a chaos comment bomb. So let's <gasps> proceed to do that. Uh, we have one prepared oh, yes. for you guys. Uh, this one is recommended mm-hmm. by Scary. So that's right. Uh, I'm gonna let's see. Uh, where is the best place? Let's see. Does it work if I do this? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Mm-mm. I think it works. Woo! That nice. that worked. Okay. There we go. So click on that link. Click on any of the links out of the block links that I just posted there. That'll bring you to a YouTube video. If you're not familiar with the Chaos Comment Bomb, this is how this works. Leave a comment on the video that we just... Uh, the link to the video that we just posted. And you can say something like, Dave and Scarry say hi from the Shrine of Chaos, Mr. <laughs> Ghost of the Web Way. Or you could say, uh, the Shrine of Chaos calls you because it really has uh, nothing to do with your videos. <laughs> you could also say, hey, Slanesh has your number. Oh, I like that. Uh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, as long as he knows he's been Chaos Comment Bombed by the Shrine of Chaos, it really doesn't matter what you put. Uh, <laughs> and this is awesome because uh, I've never heard of Ghost of the Webway before. Uh, and it looks like he plays Drukari. Uh, uh, Harlequins mainly. Oh, is that yeah. Harlequins? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Harlequins. Hence the whole Slanesh thing, you know. Uh, you know? Okay. So they definitely throw that in there. <laughs> uh, this is great. He just recently posted this video, like seven, eight hours ago, something like that. Um, and uh, now we're gonna see how many come in from it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, awesome. <laughs> uh, I, I hope that these comments are connected to his phone. That's really the best way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this is gonna be great <laughs> now do, okay so do you know him do you know him personally uh, i know i know i don't know him personally i know him through just a social like interactions um gotcha. like online but uh he he basically moved to italy and started the the channel like about the time that italy got shut down with corona so he basically was like in quarantine he was supposed to be a teacher there and he literally just was stuck at home for for you know four or five months wow so he kind of yeah he kind of started um kind of started up and i knew him from just the channel and comments and stuff so, so he had some yeah. time on his hands then 
Yeah, but it's kept up with it, which is the hardest part when you do a YouTube channel. It's just doing something and doing it consistently, you know, if it's once a week or if it's twice a week and doing it every week without fail. That's the hardest part because it's like a it's a it's a long process of just making sure you create content. And some people start a channel and they try to one video a week or whatever and then they just fizzle out, you know, because they just don't have that work ethic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um cool uh yeah i'm gonna do a little refresh here on his uh on his newly commented on video <laughs> i want to see so he started with eight so obviously corn likes it uh, he's at 82 now uh which is awesome so, so thank you guys for yeah thanks a lot <laughs> oh this, you know um, here's the cool thing about a chaos comment bomb right it really, really would not be possible without you guys right like uh, i yeah. And the thing is, like, YouTube, algorithm, spam, it's just, it's not a thing because we are all individuals typing our comments away. It just so happens to be happening at the exact same moment in time. <laughs> and therefore, it's like a bomb that goes off on the video. And I love it. It's so much fun. <sighs> uh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Thanks a lot for participating in that. You are all awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, what do you think? Should we do some giveaways? I think Vect says Ooh, yes. Vect says yes. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we always have to ask the muse himself. Hey, um, I I get it. Uh, which one should we do first? Out of these two. Um, let's do the Incubi first, and we'll do the terrain. Then we'll do Drazar. Drazar's like, come yeah, on, he's he's the best one. He, like, okay. You want him? You want Drazar? You want Incubi? By the way, if you haven't already, check out Incubi in an Inari detachment. They become really killy with the Inari rules. So, yeah. Uh, somebody just said they rolled a six on Vect. Does that mean anything to you? Yes, it does. It means they just uh, we just stole all uh, your command points. Is what happened. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I heard about this. <laughs> yes, yeah. So Vect can be very cruel and stab you in the back, mm. or he can be very generous and just completely destroy your opponent's battle plans. So it's great fun. Yeah. Okay, so for the Incubi, Skari, if you would, cho yes. choose a, a keyword that people <clears throat> need to type in in order to be entered to win this. <clears throat> Decapitating strike. Oh, okay. So yeah. Two words. Which is their special rule. Yeah, it's their special rule that they get to do extra damage on sixes to wound. Okay. Mm. I like it. Yeah, I like that. I think it's it's fitting. It is very fitting. I, I, I would have to agree. Uh, I mean, Corn approves. <laughs> oh, yeah, they all go into this little pile, but then Corn comes. He's like, you got the pile ready for me? Yep. Here we go. <laughs> Skull Taker comes down, takes all the skulls. Oh, nice. I definitely helped him out. Yeah. Absolutely. Although the the cane that's the that's the Eldar God of War, he's pretty, he's pretty mean. He's like... Mm. He's not. He's not a nice god. He's a very angry, warlike god. You, you could argue that he's a very corn-like god. He is. It's like it's like a like a mirror like a mirror image of corn. Yeah. Like if it was there was an image, you know, it had like corn that was just like anger and fury and bloodlust, right? And you've got you know, Cain that's literally the god of war, like of war, mm -hmm. right? So it's just as maybe not as like barbaric, but still pretty aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so I think that's enough time. Uh, so we're going to randomly do this with our mouse. And wherever it lands, it lands. Boop. Uh, BL White Rabbit 5, Decapitating Strike. Excellent. You are the winner. That is uh, from YouTube. So, uh, BL White Rabbit 5, email support at miniwargaming.com. And Congratulations. Let us know that you won the Incubi. And that's how you claim your prize. Ooh. Uh, also include your shipping address because that's important. Unless you want us to ship it into the void. That's always an option too. That's also true. <laughs> uh, okay. So here, I'm just going to make a Now little... some terrain. You always want some good terrain. Now, of course, these terrain have uh, the... Um, they have uh, a cool keyword that I'm going to use for them because... Right? You're just writing that down? Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. just going to write that for a second. Uh, mm -hmm. 
but uh, having a good amount of terrain on your table is key. Um, especially if you find you're getting blown off the table by your opponents, um, make sure there's enough terrain on the table, mm. which is probably more than you think should be on the table. And for this one, it will be dense. Dense. It is dense. Mm. It's dense terrain. It's one of the keywords. Mm -hmm. uh, means you get minus one to shoot through it when you shoot. Yeah. Or if you're inside it and someone's shooting at you, it's minus one to hit you. Mm. So it's a good defensible piece of terrain. Yeah. I like it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of course, <laughs> dense can also be used in lots of different uh, contexts. However, this is about terrain. Okay, just saying. Uh, yes, this is true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, Galvanic Magnavent. Magnavent. I always, I'm always tempted to put an extra syllable in there. Magnavent. Mm, yep. Mag or magma vent. Magma vent. Yeah, yeah, there's that too. I don't think it has anything to do with magma, but probably nothing. Uh, yeah. But uh, in either case, it's being given away right now. So mm, there you go. One can paint. I don't know about you, but I'd want it on my table, right? So ah. so I'd I'd put those. I'd put. I have one already, but I mean, like, you could totally put that word in there. Yes. Get it done now, or you're gonna miss out. Yes. I I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dense, not dunce. Somebody put dunce accidentally. You got to put dense. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> no caps here. Okay. And, and when you put dense in the last letter, is it capitalized? Everything else? Well, I guess technically that works too. So. Uh, <laughs> dense with an exclamation mark could also work. Disqualified. Okay. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one. I'm gonna scroll again, and the winner here this time is the browlet. That's on Twitch. The nice. Browlet. We had a YouTube comment win, a Twitch comment win. Now we just need a Facebook comment win. Like, look at that. Browlet. Or Twitter. Are you on? Uh, are you on Periscope as well? We have some Periscope viewers. The Browlet. Right. Okay. And that's on Twitch. Excellent. Okay. In fact, you know what? Hold on. I like to just get this out of the way right away. I'm going to send the Browlet a whisper. Very cool. The Browlet. That's a good feature you can use on there as well. Not something you can do on like many of the other like media outlets. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, I've sent you a whisper there, the Browlet on Twitch. So just uh, send me back your shipping address and let me know that you won the Galvanic Magnet event. Okay. Now, uh, last one. <sighs> oh. It's actually technically lethal precision. Wah, wah, wah. I think it was all before you speak called decapitating strike. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops, Daisy. Whoops. Uh, it's like feel no whoops. pain. It's like saying feel no pain. Whoops, Daisy. Yeah, I know. It's just like uh, old rules. Uh, we're going to say this word. So for Drazar, the master of blades, you will have to put tormentor down. Tormentor. Mm -hmm. Which is a rule a lot of people forget with uh, Incubi. If you roll a morale test or a leadership test and you roll equal to your leadership, one model runs away. <laughs> mm -hmm. Huh. Yeah. So you don't have to fail your morale. You just, as long as it's equal to your morale, you just have a model run. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, hold on one second. If you are, uh, if you are Jukari, that applies to you? Or if you do that to your no, enemy? No, to your enemy. Okay. You're basically if if an incubi model is near is six inches from a unit, right? If when they roll a morale test, yeah. If they roll equal to their leadership, yes. They just one runs. <laughs> so one runs. Yeah, I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where is it? But then you can stack it with a whole bunch of stuff. Like when a model runs from a unit, you can spend two CP to make a uh, one CP to make an additional model run, and then you can do grizzly trophies which then you can roll for each model that runs on an a six, another model runs. So you can have like this cascading effect <laughs> where uh, you can. <laughs> so it's great against things like aggressors and centurions and things that are like lots of wounds that don't like running away. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, doesn't come into play very often. Okay. Let's do this. Okay. Time to do it. Uh, okay. Three, two, one, we have Callum Swift. Ooh, Swift. Way to get into a win right there. I saw what you did there. Yes. Mm, uh, mm -hmm. Wordplay. Callum <laughs> Swift. Uh, Congratulations. 
Drazar is for you. The master of blades. May he uh, go on rampages all across your tables and have people very scared of him because that's that's how that works. Drazar is a meanie. Um, so, uh, Callum, what you'll need to do is send us a message on the Mini Wargaming Facebook page and let us know that you are the winner of Drazar and also give us your shipping address so that we can send it through the warp and that you can receive it. Um, and that's how that works. Gellerfield included. Ah, yes. So uh, I, I got to mention something. Uh, this is just a, kind of a cool thing. I got this in the mail. I got this in the warp uh, the other day. This is a box. Here, I'll just show it Ooh. off. It's a wooden box. I opened it up. And what do I find inside? I find some coins. Oh, they look great. Yeah, so these are pretty sweet. So nice. Mark and Dave on one side, Mini Wargaming on the other. Uh, and this is uh, War Budgies. Uh, thank you very much. Mike Ross, you know who you are. Some might call you John, I call you Mike Ross. Uh, so yeah, check that out, because that was pretty cool. Um, this was just simply a gift of chaos that he sent, so I figured I'd uh, pay it forward, pay it back by showing you guys these cool coins. And they're looks like they're the right size for objective markers, actually. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And there's that tactileness about it, right? It's like, I got these. <laughs> Just uh, sitting there, like, I, I shuffle my dice a lot when I'm playing. You could definitely, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so War Budgies. Um, actually, hold on one second. I'll, I'll, I'll take it a step further here. I'm going to... Uh, Linky, Linky, Link. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll link to this, yeah, because uh, that's pretty sweet. Got to admit, like that's that's pretty darn cool. Um, let's see. This is like the cooler kind of objectives too. You know, like they're sturdy, like they're like personalized. You know, they're yours. You know what I mean? Like they, you put them on the table. They just they 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 mean business. You know, that's that's always it's always good to fight over stuff that means business. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to provide a link here. A block of links, just so you guys have them. Big block of links. That brings you to War Budgies. Okay. That's uh, awesome. Unofficial sponsor. He didn't do it for the purposes of sponsoring anything. He just, uh, he's, hey, Dave, I'm making these. Uh, would you like them? Uh, here you go. It's a gift. Like, cool. That I, I won't say no to that. That's a pretty sweet, that's a pretty cool gift. So. Uh, there you go. Where where are mine, War Budgies? Huh? Where am I? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not famous enough yet. <sighs> no, I'm just kidding. They they look awesome. I'm jealous. Very jealous. Chaotic jealous. This is the <laughs> jealousy instilling coins that I have. <laughs> what are they worth? I wonder what they could be worth. What what is their weight worth? You know. Mm. Oh, by the way, the the market Dave says counts as a gold coin. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> Marco Dave is a real thing and uh, it is a real thing Ab- absolutely yes yep. um, well thank you very much for tuning in today to the Shrine of Chaos uh, now this yep. is uh, this is tradition tradition is that uh, after we do the giveaway mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we do another giveaway <gasps> and the, what? the reason why we do this is because there's inevitably a number of people that drop off after the first giveaway because they come only for the giveaway. They don't stay at a loyalty, which is all the rest of you. So that's what we're going to do right now. Oh my goodness. I don't even know what you're giving away here. You didn't even, you didn't even tell me what this one was. There's there's a reason for that. Uh, (laughs) And it's maybe because I don't even know what we're going to give away, (laughs) but it will be something. It will be something. Well, while you're, while you're looking for that, don't forget that Vault members, if you go and you subscribe to the Vault and you want a free hour of coaching with me, Skari, you can actually use like one of your token Vault membership things to get an hour of coaching with me if you'd like to learn more about 40K. Yes. Uh, thank you for mentioning that. That is absolutely yeah. true. Uh, so if you are a Silver Vault member, you absolutely get mm-hmm. gain access to that. And if you know what, if you're a Vault member and you didn't know we had that, uh, we have that, and we've been we've been mentioning that in uh, battle reports as of late. Because when we show off the different terrain and the battle mats and stuff that we're using in the battle, uh, we also mention that fact that the vault members get 
coupon codes to specific companies. And more often than not, about half the companies that we have featured in the battle report, we have uh, deals with, and they offer coupon codes specific to Vault members. And Scar, you are one of those people, one of those companies, uh, yeah. one of those coaches. So uh, yeah, check it out. Get your free hour with Scarry, and uh, he will teach you things. Many, many things. He will teach you how to decimate. He will. He will teach you. Use Drazar Incubi. He'll t- I don't know. I, it's not just Dark Eldar. It's everything. But yes, I will teach you more about the game. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> All right. This is the last giveaway. Um, uh, I found this in my desk. I like it. Like I like it. Some templates. It's old school. It is old school. Uh, but people are purchasing them, which is interesting because, you know, they're templates. But people still use them. Well, that the, 40K is not the only game out there. There are games sure. that use templates. And they're also branded with all the mini wargaming branding. So why wouldn't I want to have that in my collection of stuff? I mean, that's... Uh... That's a statement I can't disagree with. So um, yeah, exactly. Uh, in the spirit of being uh, supportive of the statements that we give, uh, actually, if you wouldn't mind, Scary, could you one more time lend the word that people should use? Hmm. hmm. Obsolete. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to that's it. That's it. That's the word. That's the word. <laughs> that's the best. Uh, yeah. You, everybody who stayed here, loyalty, absolutely. Uh, those blasts are actually cool. And I like the color too. Green's like the best kind of color. Yes. Because you can actually see it well. You don't like put them aside and then they get lost and stuff. And, you know, I've used them for a whole bunch of different stuff, like objective markers for campaigns and a whole bunch. You can use them for a variety of different things, which is still pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or frame them. You could literally frame you them. You could frame them too, yeah. And then put them up and be like, reminder of a better time when guest weapons were actually guest ranges. Oh, I have to also mention, this is important. Uh, see this thing here. Now, okay, there's a large blast and a flamer. Those are probably obsolete. But <laughs> this one here, this is actually, oh, nice. this is okay, actually the it. one that, uh, that you want because this is the practical one that you can use. There's the six inch, the one inch, the four inch, the two inch. Uh, yeah, and there's also the widget, the, the widget, yeah, the three inch blast yeah. there. Um, but this one, interesting fact Facebook, the store on Facebook, rejected this. This is not featured on our Facebook store because they thought this was a weapon. So, <laughs> this has been rejected because we don't allow weapons to be sold on Facebook. <laughs> Dangerous, dangerous. Information and knowledge is power. Knowing how uh, much you have incoherency, too too good to be true. too good, yeah. Too good to be true. Uh, yeah. That is definitely not obsolete. And I'll tell you, widgets like that are the thing, as a tournament player, I use the most, I'm, other than yeah, dice. I wouldn't doubt it. I use it a lot, yeah. All right, so. All right, let's do it. Three, two, one. It is Talil. Okay, T A L E I E L, Taliel. Taliel. Okay, Taliel. Sure, we'll go with that. That is, uh, that one is on Twitch. Ooh, nice. Like you get a whisper now too. You do get a whisper if I could find my pen and write that down. Congratulations. Where's the pen? Okay, you know what? I blame Slanesh. I'm just going to. It's probably Slanesh as well. I'm not gonna lie. Tail. Every time. So tail, I-E-L. Tail, I-E-L. Yeah, I'm going to just type in the whisper right now. Tail, I-E-L. Tail-E-L. Tail-E-L. Sounds like a, like a, some sort of elvish name, if I were to guess. Like a Dungeons & Dragons character name. Mm-hmm. Yes, actually. Like an elven, mm-hmm. elvish. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so there it is. Uh, I just sent you a whisper on Twitch. Be sure to... Respond back with your mailing address and what you won, of course, so that uh, we re- remember after the fact. We don't want to be. I love it. Don't want to be guessing here. Don't want to be giving you the wrong thing. I don't want to be nope. giving you obsolete templates. You know that's. Uh, that's <gasps> no, nope. so about that widget though. That widget though, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. It is it, but that comes in a pack, so you get the other stuff too, in case you yeah. know those 
come around. Or you play uh, Horse Heresy. You know, that works too. That is that is true. Uh, that's a very popular game, actually. It is, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us today, Scary. You're always welcome. Yeah, no back. problem at all. Where can people thank find you? For you? Having me. Where can they find you online? So go to YouTube. You can find me at Scardcast, uh, YouTube.com, which uh, should be up there in the links or down there, wherever the links are here. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you can find me there. I do have a Patreon if you'd like to swap me over there. But I do Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and blogging as well. So feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions about Dark Eldar. You want to learn more about the game specifically, use your Silver uh, Vault membership for that um, as well. And uh, I can't wait to hear from a lot of you out there. Fantastic. You're always welcome back in the Shroud of Chaos. This is your second home. And thank you guys for joining us today. Stay tuned next week where we will have more discussion about more chaos and more stuff in general. Happy Wargaming.